welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to this episode which is all about treating yourself with food. But before we get started I want to let you know that I have a small number of private coaching slots opening in September for my new 12-week private coaching program Finding Food Freedom. So if you would like to know more about private weekly support with your weight loss to help you create a better more balanced relationship with food for life let me know by emailing support at weightwhispering.com and I'll send you some details about what private coaching looks like, what we cover and what's required with regards to a cost and time investment. And then you'll get a link to complete a short questionnaire and schedule a no obligation chat so that we can see if private coaching is a good fit for you. Okay, so let's talk about treating yourself with food. Let's explore why you may treat yourself with food why it's difficult to change the habit of treating yourself with food and what you should do if it's hindering your weight loss. So we're going to look at these things. We're going to look at how treating yourself with food may be showing up in your life. We're going to consider whether treat eating is a problem for you. We're going to look at how this very normal habit develops and whether you have considered how it developed for you personally. And then we'll break down your understanding further by considering what's happening physiologically for you and then we're going to look at some different strategies to help you including food-based strategies, trigger-based strategies, mind and emotion-based strategies and distraction and replacement strategies all to help you manage your treat eating. And for those of you in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy there is a worksheet that accompanies this podcast episode to help you understand and put together a plan of action so that you can more easily manage your treat eating. Okay, so let's start with looking at how treating yourself with food may be showing up in your life. So treating yourself with food may look like you telling yourself that you deserve that glass of wine or those biscuits or the chocolate because maybe you've had a hard day or you've got through a difficult meeting or maybe you spent some time taking care of someone that felt emotionally taxing. It may be you having a coffee takeaway because you got through getting the children up and dressed and out of the house with all their school stuff and you need something for you before you reach the office. That was one of mine. It may be eating whilst you're driving back from somewhere, whether for work or other reasons, and you're treating yourself because you're feeling tired and worn out. Or it may be you having a few glasses of wine on a Friday night because, in air quotes, you got through the week. Or it might be you going out for a meal with friends and telling yourself you deserve to have the diet the diet, the dessert, you deserve to have the dessert because you stuck to your diet if you're dieting or maybe you stuck to your food framework all week. I want you to ask yourself where treat eating is showing up for you in your life. Where are you telling yourself you deserve to eat or drink and whatever it is, fill in that blank. For some of you, this will be a very obvious, but for others of you, it may be less so because the pattern of behavior has formulated into a habit, delegated to your lower brain, so it has become something that you do regularly, that you're no longer aware of the inner voice telling you that you deserve to treat yourself or some version of that. 
So all of these examples of what I call treating yourself eating are an example of emotional eating. When we treat ourselves with food, we're using food to feel better. And the feeling better may come from eating foods that give us pleasure from the taste of the food, or it might be about eating food or having a drink that enables us to relax or avoid thinking or feeling. Often treat eating feels like taking a momentary break from our life. For many of us, treat eating may be showing up in the evening when we're feeling tired and depleted. Okay, so how do you know if treat eating is a problem for you? So treat eating, eating food for pleasure of the food, to help you feel better or more relaxed or however it makes you feel is not bad or wrong. Okay, it's important that you hear that. You never want to have any judgment about it. I don't want you to think of it as something that you shouldn't be doing. But what I would like you to consider is whether it's something that you want to do. What is the net impact that it's having on your life? Is it making it more difficult for you to have the weight or the health that you want? Has it become so habitual that you're doing it without noticing it and you're actually not getting any benefit from it? Are you treat eating with highly processed or refined foods that leave you feeling bloated or giving you indigestion or some leaving you feeling yucky in some other way in your body? So that if you were honest with yourself, you realize maybe that treating yourself with these foods or the drinks in the way that you are is giving you the opposite of treating yourself. Ask yourself, are you mistreating yourself or ill-treating yourself when you're eating these foods and you think that you're treating yourself? As I often say, it's about balance and it's all about getting the best of both worlds, getting the emotional benefit of food whilst supporting your weight loss and health goals. So rather than deciding that treat eating is or is not a problem for you, I suggest you consider whether your treat eating is out of balance or not, serving you in the way that you're currently would like to be treating yourself. Okay, next I want to talk about how a habit of treat eating develops. Why, even if you've wanted to stop treat eating for a long period of time, you might be finding it difficult. But first, I also want to reiterate that a pattern of treat eating is normal. There is nothing wrong with it unless it's hindering your health and being a healthy weight and you want to change that. And then I want you to consider that you're not wrong for doing it. We don't want to make this about something that you are wrong. We want to just address the fact that it may be more helpful for you to be managing your treat eating. So for some of you, treat eating will be a habit created in childhood, maybe because your parents or your teachers or other adults used food as a reward. For example, maybe you were bribed with food treats, whether it was being told you could have the chocolate snack when you finished your homework, or even being told that if you finished your vegetables, then you could have the ice cream. And all of these would have been well-intentioned, by the way. It might have looked like your parents offering you food to soothe or comfort you during times of distress or emotional upset, or even when you're physically hurt, when you've fallen over and grazed your knee. Or it might have looked like associating food with academic or sporting achievements, being taken out for a meal because you got a good report or won a competition. Or it may be you were given a bag of sweets to keep you quiet in public when you were taken along to an adult gathering that maybe you would have found boring. And of course, there are many, many more. And it's important to know that this parenting was normal and is normal and that our parents had no idea that it might contribute to us having a challenging relationship with food in our future and of course many of us and I include myself in this may also recognize that we did some or even all of these things with our own children and it's not wrong per se but I think it is useful to consider the balance and it's maybe something you want to think about with your own children or future grandchildren maybe you want to think about healthy food or non-food ways to offer them treats or create shared moments of pleasure and connection 
even just focusing on positive reinforcement through things that we say can be incredibly valuable and a helpful alternative. And then, having maybe grown up with the habit of using food to be rewarded when we were children, we then, of course, adopt rewarding ourselves of emotionally balancing ourselves with food. And so it just becomes something that we do. So I want to look at now what happens physiologically in your brain when you're rewarding yourself or being rewarded with food. And yes, it tends to be that we're rewarded with food that usually contains added sugar. So I'm going to focus on that. So when you desire and eat foods high in sugar, several complex processes occur in your brain involving various neurotransmitters and reward centers. Um, So here's a simplified explanation of what's happening. So first, the desire for and consumption of foods high in sugar trigger the release of dopamine in the brain. And dopamine is a neurotransmitter associated with pleasure and reward. And it creates a sense of pleasure and satisfaction, reinforcing the behavior of seeking out and consuming these sugary foods. So the more we get our dopamine from sugary foods, the more sugary foods we're going to want. Now, the brain's reward center, specifically the mesolimbic pathway, is activated by the release of dopamine. And this pathway is responsible for creating feelings of pleasure and motivation. So the more dopamine that is released, the stronger the reinforcement of the behavior. In this case, eating sugary foods, making you more likely to seek out and eat them again in the future. And then over time, consistent consumption of sugary foods can lead to changes in the brain's reward circuitry, a bit like the way drugs or abuse of drugs affect the brain. And even to the point where some research suggests that excessive sugar intake can lead to a cycle of cravings, dependence and addiction-like behaviours. Sugar-rich foods can also temporarily boost serotonin levels, another neurotransmitter that plays a role in mood regulation and creates positive feelings. And this initial mood elevation can create feelings of comfort and well-being, reinforcing again the desire to consume more sugary foods, especially when we're feeling out of balance emotionally. Consuming sugary foods may also activate the brain's stress response leading to a temporary reduction in stress and anxiety. So as a result, we may turn to sugary foods to cope with emotional stress or negative feelings. And repeatedly consuming sugary foods creates strong neural pathways associated with this behavior, which lead to habit formation. And the brain becomes conditioned to expecting and seeking out the pleasure it gets from or associates with eating sugary foods, which makes it more difficult to not eat them and to resist cravings. Okay, and we go into this into more detail in the academy. But when you consider all that's happening in your brain when you eat or treat foods that contain sugar, is it any wonder that you continue to do so even when you know it's hindering your weight loss or impacting your health? So even when you know you don't want to be eating these foods, it feels difficult to change that habit and stop. And then there's what's happening in your body and the impact that eating foods high in added sugar has on your hormones and your ability to regulate your weight when some of your hormones are out of balance. And I'm not going to go into that here. But again, for those of you in the academy, there is a class on that in there. Okay, so let's next consider some strategies to help you if you recognize that you have been treating yourself with a food and that's become a habit for you, but you want to change it or manage it in some way. Let's consider some different strategies. First, let's look at a food-based strategy. So this looks like, or it might look like, simply up-leveling the choice of food you're choosing to reward yourself with. So it might be slowly reducing the amount of added sugar or added salt or added fat or alcohol that you tend to turn to when you choose your treat foods of choice. 
That might look like swapping out biscuits for strawberries and full fat yogurt or swapping out some chocolate for some grapes and cheese or it might be swapping out cake for some banana spread with peanut butter. Now, the examples I've given here will generally have less sugar if you're swapping them for refined sweet foods. And I've chosen foods that provide some sweetness whilst also pairing those foods with some fat so that they don't create that sugar and insulin imbalance, which you would get from just eating ice cream, chocolate, cake, or having a few glasses of wine on their own. Okay, when we have a sugar and insulin imbalance, we can tend to feel hungrier, which makes us want to eat more of those foods. However, the swaps that I've suggested do need to be eaten in moderation, or you're not going to see an impact on weight loss if that's something that you're focusing on. So be really honest with yourself. And if you're swapping out a few biscuits for a whole punnet of grapes and a huge slab of cheese, you're not going to be creating the results that you want from that. Another approach to help yourself here, another strategy is to identify your triggers. What signals to your brain that it's a good idea to think, whether consciously or subconsciously, that you should seek out something to eat or drink at a particular moment in time so that you can treat yourself with food? Okay. Now, it could be a certain time of day. It could be a certain action that you take. It could be when you complete a certain task. Or it could be that when somebody says something that upsets you or causes you to feel a certain way, it could be Friday night when your work week is done. And of course, there will be many more. When you know your triggers, you can put strategies in place to be prepared for them or avoid the trigger. For example, if you associate treat eating with sitting down in your living room watching Netflix in the evening, then you might find it helpful for a period of time to instead of sitting down and watching Netflix whilst you're trying to change or manage this habit to go to bed and read a book and do that for about a week instead. And then you can reintroduce Netflix watching without the treat eating. You might also want to consider some mind-based strategies. These look like you changing your conscious and unconscious narrative, the sentences in your head around the foods that you're treating yourself with. If these foods contain no nutritional value, question, ask yourself, are they really treats? Why is it that I think that eating this chocolate that probably is just like vegetable oil and fake additives, why do I really think that that's treating myself? Am I really rewarding myself? Or am I in fact mistreating myself? And a mind-based strategy is working on up-leveling your thinking so that you see a different perspective. It's getting your thoughts in alignment with the results and the outcome and the health that you want so that you work towards genuinely no longer wanting to eat those foods or having those drinks because you see them as anything but a treat. Again, this is something we spend a lot of time on in the academy as we do on the next strategy, which is an emotion-based one. And this is about understanding your emotions better so that you're aware of when you're treating yourself to avoid emotions that feel uncomfortable to you or treating yourself to create, usually momentary, positive emotion such as pleasure. Once you're aware of what your treat eating is doing for you emotionally, you can experiment with different strategies around learning to allow and feel uncomfortable emotions. Because the more you practice this, the less uncomfortable they will feel. As well as learning, and this goes back to the mind strategies, because our emotional strategies and mind strategies are always going to be completely intertwined. So as well as learning how to change your thinking to help you feel better instead of using foods to do that for you. And then lastly, other last strategies are distraction and replacement strategies. So distraction strategies might look like you choosing to go for a walk or meditating when you feel the urge to treat yourself with food. 
These activities are going to distract your mind from the urge to eat and also simultaneously help to regulate your body too. And then replacement strategies could be you treating yourself with flowers, with time for yourself, like reading a book in a coffee shop. It could be buying yourself a magazine. There are many, many things and it's worth thinking about what you want to do for you instead of treating yourself with food. Also, in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy last month, we spent the month working with food urges, ones that may well have fallen into the category of treat eating as well as others. And a part of that process of doing that work was to use a visual reward system. We call this an urge chart or a reward chart to reward yourself for employing any of these strategies and not eating in a way that hinders you achieving what you want on your weight and health journey. And this works because rewarding yourself in this way gives your brain some dopamine. So it's not just a silly hack. It actually helps you because you're making changes in your brain and activating that reward center that I mentioned earlier in a different way. And one more thing, I think it's really important to praise yourself and reward yourself with words. Say words of self-praise out loud to yourself often or write them down. Okay, that's it. Thanks everyone for being here and listening to this episode. If you're curious about private coaching, email me at support at weightwhispering.com. But in the meantime, take care and I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.